This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got a lot to talk about in this week's episode of the podcast. Playoffs uh, are upon us here. Um, we know seeds for girls basketball. We're going to find out seeds for boys basketball. We're really into it now. Um, so uh, we're going to do our regular four-quarter format for this week's episode. Uh, first quarter, which is going to recap everything that happened this past week. Um, give you all the scores, all the names, all that kind of stuff. Talk about some cool historic stuff as well. Um, in the second quarter, we are joined by Nutria Girls basketball coach Terry Rogers, um, who picked up a really important win this past week. In the third quarter, we're going to play way or no way our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we're just going to preview everything else. Um, a lot of stuff to look forward to this upcoming week. So um, we'll get you all ready for what should be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun stuff, different sports going on. But just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. Um, we always appreciate subscribe and a review. Um, that always helps us get to more listeners who also want to listen about high school sports, especially in the um, North Shore area. So um, we always appreciate that. We always also appreciate all the kind words and kind uh, compliments. Uh, we always appreciate our listeners just listening and chiming in and um giving us some support so always appreciate that as well all right let's get things started here in the first quarter um there are a lot of different avenues we can take this from you know we got basketball we got uh, playoff gymnastics we got playoff wrestling um why don't we start things off here though with basketball um maybe uh let's start on a positive note i'll go with the positive story here first um and start off with loyola girls basketball who uh stays undefeated on the season and um, they won the GCAC tournament after beating Montini 75 to 57 to complete the undefeated regular season. Um, Loyola also earned the number one seed in the main South sectional. So um, a really good week for um, Loyola girls basketball, Joe, and uh, um, just impressive. I know, obviously, you know, we talk a lot about in basketball, whether it's the NCAA tournament, this, these tournaments, you know, the playoffs and all that kind of stuff for, professional sports about obviously everyone always remembers you know the the championships the banners and all that kind of stuff and sometimes you kind of forget like well you had a really great regular season then you just had one bad game or whatever but um you know obviously Loyola is going to still dictate what its destiny is moving on in the future here in the next month but you know to go 31 and 0 finish the season undefeated and and basically control a pretty you know obviously competitive GCAC and to do it in commanding fashion um already says a lot of what this you know, Loyola team has done and done and cementing itself in one of the best in program history. Yeah, just add another um, accolade to this resume. One one of the um, the first probably of a few championships coming their way if we include uh, hopeful regional sectional. I think that those are um, firmly within reach for them, and um, we'll see from there. But this team, you know, we've said enough superlatives here to talk about how great they are and. Um, what they've been, even great teams, um, elite teams, um, will take a loss here or there sometimes, you know, play a bad game against the wrong team and they'll take you out. Loyola has avoided that all season long, um, despite, you know, some serious competition along the way. So uh, it's it's really impressive stuff. And um, 
you know, they complete an undefeated season, uh, it, would, it would it would it would mean a state championship at this point since we're in the postseason's about to start. So hard to say more about these guys. They're that good. Yeah, we'll talk more about them. You know, obviously, I'm looking forward to in their bracket um, and uh, what they uh, have to look forward to. We'll hit on that in the fourth quarter, but I um, just want to, you know, give them congrats. You just dominated GCAC, did pretty well um, the entire season, obviously, just to, you know, survive every single game. And, you know, there's, you know, times where you can, you know, obviously fall, um, you know, fall for a trap game here and there. That'll happen, especially during the long season. But, Loyola didn't do it and finished the regular season undefeated. Obviously, now they're destined to uh, try to finish it off with a state championship moving forward. New Trier girls basketball coach um, Terry Rogers picked up her 600th win in her career. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with that one, and we hear more from Terry in the second quarter. But um, what an impressive feature. You know, I'm sure she would probably say that you know, she would want more wins this year and, you know, kind of get things moving along. But, you know, just to get the 600 in a long career that she has and really helped, you know, shape girls basketball, not only in the area and the state, um, that's such a such an impressive uh, just feature to get the 600. Yeah, Coach Rogers is really was really a giant in, in that uh, space. Um, and to win 600, just another another bullet point on a resume and that's that's just a ton of wins in 26 years over 20 wins a year you know she's got a handful that are over 30 wins in a season some to state trophies she's kind of done it all um you know if you check out the story we talked a lot about how um it, for her it's about the process though you know wins are great of course she's a competitive person no doubt uh but uh, it's about the process it's about developing um uh, your roster, the kids on your roster, the relationships within your roster, between the coaches, between the players, um, all that stuff, getting better on the court day by day. Um, and I think that uh, strategy and that emphasis has proven effective over her 26 years as the head coach of New Trier. And um, she's certainly beloved in the in the girls' basketball community and um, the New Trier basketball community. And um, it's, uh, it's quite an honor. And, they, you know, the fans came out. Um, to support her. Her family was there, her mother, her daughter, um, uh, some old coaches. And um, of course the players went, went crazy and celebrating for her. So it was a really nice moment. Very cool. And make, we'll hear more from Terry in the second quarter, but make sure you check out that story Joe was talking about at the record northshore.org. All right. Loyola boys basketball had a good week. They beat Leo pretty handily 58 to 37 beat St. Rita 54 to 21. They'll have De La Salle and Lakeview to cap the regular season. Um, we'll find out their uh, seeding later today. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Um, we'll find that probably more closer to four o'clock, Joe. But um, a couple of wins, you know, just kind of taking care of business and preparing for um, what is a pretty tough De La Salle team and, uh, and the Lakeview team that'll give you a good way to finish the regular season. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, and that's uh, going to give you a good a good kind of warm up for the postseason. So, um, you know, the seeds are going to be set, like you said, but, um, you know, you put those games at the end of your schedule and, and you don't kind of lose a step or get rusty. Um, and you got to believe in that process. <laughs> I'm going to say process a lot today. Now it's in my head, but, um, you gotta believe in it and, uh, get yourself, get yourself correct before going into the postseason. I think they have the chance to do that, even though they're playing great basketball. All right, let's move on to the boys for a new career. Um, not the week that they wanted, 
Um, couldn't hold on in a tough matchup against Evanston, falling 37 to 35, and then lost 67 to 55 against Glenbrook South, a team that they beat by 14 points a couple weeks ago. Um, Joe, um, what happened in these two matchups, and is Nutrier heading the wrong direction heading into the playoffs now? I mean, you have to say yes. I mean, um, they're heading in the wrong direction. We got two losses here um, to conference foes. The Evanston one, if you beat GBS, maybe you could throw the Evanston one away. But now I'm thinking you got a bit of a trend here because um, all the motivation was there. After they lost to Evanston that same night, Glenbrook North somehow lost to Maine South, um, who hadn't had a win in the conference. And so the com- they, you know, Trev still had a chance uh, to tie for to share a conference title. But they needed to beat GBS and, of course, GBN this Friday, and they couldn't get it done. GBS is a very good team. Um, it's not. Uh, it was certainly not a uh, a walk in the park, but uh, they didn't get it done on their home floor. Um, we got to start looking at some things before the postseason and how we can get our groove back if we're if you're the Trevians. Um, they've just lost something there. Um, giving up 67 points is a problem on your home floor. Something they didn't do. They Two very different games, right? They give up 67 to GBS. They give up 37 to Evanston. They don't win either game. There's a problem there. Um, whether it's they're, they're letting the other team control the game, which I think is is part of it. Um, they're not um, asserting themselves, and they're not um, getting all the contributions and getting all the things, getting all the types of things they like to do um, in a game. They're getting taken out of those those sets and those schemes. And um, I don't exactly know. I didn't stay for all the GBS game because I went to the sectional um, uh, gymnastics. Um, But at some point, GBS just went on a big run at the end of the second and the beginning of the third. And uh, that's a big problem on your home floor. And it's something that can't happen in the postseason. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. And we can talk more about, you know, what the future holds for this new trier team, but um, obviously not heading in the right direction, um, not, you know, showing that consistency that we kind of saw earlier. You probably hate saying this, and this is a big coach's cliche. Maybe these are like good losses to have and that kind of stuff and pick up things, you know, to figure out what you need to do heading into the postseason, especially since you'll be seeing all three or, or yeah, all three of these teams in the sectional, but um, you got to figure out a way to win some of those games. And, now they got Glenbrook North on Friday and Highland Park to the regular season. So we'll see um, more about them and we'll talk more about them in the third and fourth quarter. All right. You mentioned, Joe, that uh, girls uh, for gymnastics uh, took place on Tuesday or Wednesday, I should say. Um, and New Trier uh, getting back to the state uh, finals, finishing second in the Glenbrook South sectional. Um, just a really big performance and a really big, you know, kind of comeback season for this team that, maybe hasn't really competed at the level that they wanted to the last. Yeah, we're actually not 100% sure they're back at state yet. Uh, There's one more sectional to go tonight, but they're in great place. They have the second best at-large score right now. Um, So basically they'd have to be beaten by three at-large scores out of this final um, sectional out here in Wheaton. And that's very improbable. That shouldn't happen. Um, it's looking like they'll they'll their score is high enough to to be that second at large score, um, 
but um yeah let's let's say they, they most likely get in it's because they really kind of showed up at the sectional to what they've been doing most of the year you know right around that 142 um team score where they wanted to be which was down at the regional so you had them a little you know i think they were maybe um underperformed there you were hoping it didn't carry over and it sure didn't um they performed pretty well on a beat on the beam which is kind of a iffy one for them or maybe a um not their best event um and then they had great performances on the floor in the bars like they usually do so um they really stepped up at the sectional uh they bested vernon hills took the sectional they're phenomenal they're a state favorite uh but they were um hundreds ahead of Lake Forest and Lake Zurich, two teams also with state um, on their minds. Those were the big ones to beat. That That's who um, Coach Pistorius kind of identified. If we can get ahead of them, we should have a really great chance to get to state, and that's where they were, and that's why they celebrated. So um, pretty big um, performance uh, in in, in uh, under pressure for Nutria. We also had regional uh, wrestling take place over the weekend that's for the boys girls took place two weeks ago Loyola had five re uh, sectional qualifiers and four regional winners James Hamilla won at 106 Gavin Padria won at 120 Kai Calcott won at 215 and Joey Herbert won at 285 Quinn Herbert finished second at 190 New Trier's Tag Miller won the 150 regional while Yassine Atkinsmore um, finished third at 157 and Bailey Corneliuson finished uh, third at 175. So both of those guys got in to uh, the sectional uh, championship or the sectional uh, tournament um, with third place finishes. And then Highland Park's Dimitri, I'm just going to say Dimitri D. I don't, I'm sorry, Dimitri. I don't know if I can go all the way there, but um, he is 30 and one and won the 165 regional um, in Stevenson for Highland Park. So all of them will be competing in sectional action this weekend. Um, Joe, a lot of good stuff and a really strong performance from Loyola where, you know, we talked about that and maybe having that depth in order to compete for a regional title as a team. But um, you got four guys winning regional titles and um, Joe uh, Quinn finishing second, really placing themselves well in the sectional tournament. Yeah, it was it was a good performance. They just still don't have that really up and down lineup power to compete as that team, which I know they want to do, but you're, you're taking steps every year. Um, and some of these guys are young Kai James and Gavin, I think are underclassmen. So, uh, and Joey, I think is a junior Joey Herbert. Um, so really great performance. You get four championships. Uh, that's special. Um, that's, um, that's a great day, uh, on the mats. I actually, I didn't maybe prospect had more, but I don't know if any other team, maybe they had the first or second most champions on the day. Um, pretty, pretty cool stuff for them. And I think we should see multiple of those guys um, move on to state. All right, Joe, we also um, had, what else do we have? There's a long list of things that are going on, but uh, we'll talk more about them in the third and fourth quarter. Um, we also had signing day take place on Wednesday, um, the national or the regular signing day, I should say. Um, obviously the early signing day has kind of moved things around a little bit and, um, shuffle things around where a lot of the power four guys now signed in the early period and um, everyone else kind of signs on this day, but uh, Loyola had some good signees, um, a lot of different sports, but primarily football. Um, Cal Baltazar is going to army. Ethan Hogg's going to Connecticut. Joe Kelly's going to Colgate. Kenny Langston's going to Colgate. Jamie McGovern is going to Wisconsin, Eau Claire, and uh, Jack McGrath is going to Eastern Kentucky and Colin Sheed 
is going to uh, Amherst. So, um, Joe, a lot of talent, you know, a lot of guys who contributed to two state championships for Loyola um, moving on and playing at the next level. Yep. And uh, kind of what you um, expect to see from a state championship football team, back-to-back state champs. A lot of these guys uh, work so hard, and it, you saw a lot of that improvement on the football field. Special to see uh, maybe guys that didn't um, pop in headlines a lot, like like McGovern, although he was he won some conference awards, um, but um, were certainly Langston um, essential to their success. On a lot of defenders, you're seeing, and of course they gave up what eight points of game or something crazy like that. So um, great to see and. Uh, you, of course, that's what you get out of the state champion, like I said. Yeah, definitely. So congrats to them on uh, making on signing and making it all official. And obviously, congrats to everyone else. Um, and other sports who signed on Wednesday, I know there'll be another one um, signing period in the spring, I think. So uh, obviously, we'll talk more about them um, when it comes time for that. But that is everything that we've got for this uh, first quarter of the podcast. Let's move on over to the second quarter. We talked about Terry Rogers. Um, setting the getting her 600th career win um, as a coach for New Trier Girls. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to talk with Terry after the win. Um, what are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, we just talked about um, how you get to 600, um, what it means to her, and uh, a little bit about um, I'll see if I can get you some of her favorite. Um, well, she gives me one of her favorite memories. All right, let's have a listen. Just tell me how that felt uh, uh, once the buzzer sounded. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, I just told him, like, I think about that first team I had. A special group of women and young kids, and to bookend it with this group has been really special. This is a really, really special group of kids. So to, you know think about that first group and, and and obviously all the kids in between you know yeah. i mean it's not only just all the kids i've been fortunate to coach and and uh you know the people i've gotten to do it with the coaches i mean it, i just feel like i've got the best job in the world um getting to work with kids getting to, to coach a game i love and getting to work with the staff that i've worked with is just pretty damn lucky yeah so well i mean what because you don't do it alone i mean you, you never do this alone and you know, just having great people to do it with day in and day out is really special. What does 600 mean to you? Like, what when you hear that um, number passed around? <laughs> I've been I've been doing it a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, it just is. You know, I, I told him, you know, we we didn't win the last couple games, but we competed hard. It's about the process, and the wins are great. Obviously, I love to win, and I'm competitive. Thanks. Um, but it, it's just always been about the process and doing things the right way. And, and I mean, that's not just on the basketball court, but in the classroom and how we conduct ourselves and how we practice and how we treat one another. Um, you know, that to me is what's most important. Um, the wins are great and wins are fun and it's nice to celebrate, but it's always been about the process. Yeah. It's always been about the relationships. And, you know, I think about, you know, just getting a text of, you know, 10 kids who graduated 10 years ago, they're on vacation together, you know, like, those things are what's so important, um, and the relationships all those kids have with one another and, and I have with them is what what it's all about. So 600 to me means all these kids I've gotten to coach and all these people I've gotten to coach yeah. with. Um, the people I talk to you about, you know, and, and Nutria basketball process, right? That, that word comes yeah. up a lot. I'm wondering, you know, when you started out, 
head coaching, was that it? Or did you develop that along the way? Oh, I definitely de- developed that. You know, when you're young, you're all about, you know, just, yeah. you know, playing hard and winning and, and competing, you know, and, and then you're in it for a couple years and you realize what it's really about. Yeah. You know, it's really about the people that you're doing it with. And as I said, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I think back to the first group I ever had and just how special they were and, um, and are to me. And, um, you know, they, uh, whenever you go through something new with somebody, it's, it's pretty bonding. And so, um, but yeah, no, I was definitely, you know, they'll, they'll text me every once in a while. And like, I had a nightmare that I was late for the bus and you were mad at me. I'm like, and none of these kids would ever like say that because they're like, I'm so much softer now. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, you, you do, you learn that on the, uh, as you go along, that what it's really about. Um, you know, that it's, it's about the people, it's about the process, it's about doing things the right way. And, and being a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. You know, this isn't, this is really, this is, that's to me what it's, what it's ultimately about. That's why I love that my daughter plays sports. It's, it's really being part of a group, um, being a great teammate, being a part of something bigger than yourself. Those are the, that's what it's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I love about it. You mentioned this group was, well, first, your first group, you still keep in contact yeah. with them. Did I yeah. catch that? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And what makes this group so special? You know, you I think they, 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 from the get-go, have just really bought into um, the relationship piece. Um, that it's really about having just really good friendships and relationships with us and with each other. They're great teammates. Um, and I think that's what makes this group special. You know, they, they're in the office. They're, they stop by. Um, sometimes it's because we have candy in our drawer, but... Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's really it's it's they they they're relationship kids, yeah. um, and that's what's most important to them. Um, they love to play the game, but they really love each other and love playing playing with and for each other. That's cool. And that's what I've it's what's it's been a really great group of seniors for that. They've really led. Um, they've been great leaders in that regard. That. You know, it's serious when you get out there and we're going to work hard and we want to win. We're going to play our hearts out, but it's it's about how you treat each other. It's about being a good teammate. Um, you mentioned bookending. Is this yeah. through last year? No, but just the 100, so. okay, 600. Okay, just making sure. You know, you know, didn't know if I caught some news. Just one, 600, you know, so. Um, how long do you think you're going to coach? I don't know. So, okay. we'll see. Um, what was I just going to say? Oh, do you have any, you know, you won some, say, trophies. You yep. won some sectionals. Anything particular stick out? Maybe those or other than those? Um, you know, one game I think probably stands out to me more than any other was the third place game we won. Um, what year was it? 2011, maybe? No. Um, it was with Jeannie Bame. We, we, got, we got hammered in the state semifinals. By Frem, yeah. got hammered, yeah. and we were miserable. Um, we like just were totally distraught. We like I, I was like I don't know if we can play tomorrow. Like we were just like a, a puddle. Yeah. Um, and we had a we had a really good conversation the next day. We had a great practice, um, and we just talked like we just talked about putting it putting yourself out there. Um, and the resiliency, um, you know, and yes, it was tough last night. It was embarrassing. It was hard, but we're going to pick ourselves back up and we're going to go out there and we're going to 
we're going to go right back at it. Yeah. And we're going to put ourselves out in the, you know, in the arena. You know, we talked about the man in the arena uh, uh, quote. Um, and I, I, that's, that was probably one moment that really stands out to me. was uh... coming back and, and winning that third place game. Thank you, as always, to Terry for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. We always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter, where we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen. Way or no way, they cannot happen. Let's start things off. We're going to stick with girls basketball, but we're going to go to Loyola. Um, Joe, way, way or no way? that this Loyola girls basketball team is already the area's best this century. Um, I got to really go back and look. That, years it works the teams here now. Yeah. I mean, teams that stick out to me are, are the, uh, did Maine West win back to back or um, just one, um, but they were super special. Um, they had two players that um, went high D1. Um, well, I guess I'm mostly talking about like the Loyola North Shore, like Loyola, Nutrier, oh. you know, GBS, GB, and that kind of area. Okay. Well, um, if we're just counting kind of the, our coverage area and maybe the conference, I would say way. Um, I just think that uh, in any arena you put this team, at 31 and no regular season, uh, they're going to be the best, right? Or you, may, you might have slight argument if you're in a pretty, pretty darn good area, but I do think that um, they've already established themselves as the best. I know um, Nutrier in this century does have a second place state finish and a third place state finish. And I think Loyola has a, when did Loyola win a girls basketball title? Was it like 2000? No, it was like the nineties, I think. Late nineties. Okay. Um, either way. Um, so you're close there with Loyola and they've had some good teams too, but, uh, I think this one is going to certainly that, that they take it. I, I'll, I'll say way that I, somebody might embarrass me with one that comes to mind, but I think this one's pretty, pretty elite. Yeah. I'm going to go with the way there as well, just based on, you know, it's kind of hard because obviously you only got regular season accomplishments. You don't have the postseason accomplishments of the other programs that you mentioned, but um, this team has just dominated this entire season. You can just tell the way they play basketball, um, the key additions that they have kind of filled in those holes that they um, were kind of dealing with last year. And you, you kind of see how everyone's kind of gelled together and kind of come together in order to um, really put together a really, you know, dominant team. And um, I think you've seen all that. Obviously, a lot could happen between now and, you know, sectional, super sectional state, all that kind of stuff. And at the end of this, we might be like, well, I don't know, like maybe that was a little premature, but based on what we've seen so far, 31 and 0 GCAC championship nominating performances throughout the season. Um, I'd probably go with the way there. I think that um, they definitely uh, are the area's best, at least for the past 23 or 24 years. All right, let's move on to boys basketball, Joe. Obviously we talked about Nutrius two losses, um, you had GBN uh, pick up a bad loss, or I well pick up a loss to Maine South. Um, you've seen GBS be up and down, Loyola up and down. Way or no way, uh, we maybe a little put uh, overrated this uh, boys uh, sectional this year. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I think it's just that good, and they beat each other up. I mean, I think the CSL 
South is probably the best conference in the state. I think you put Maine South in a lot of other conferences, and they have uh, several wins, um, not one. Um, so I just think, you know, everything's relative. It's like, did we overrate the Big Ten because they all have eight losses? No, they just all beat each other because they're all pretty equal. Um, constant argument you have when you're an Illini fan. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't think so. I think we rated them pretty appropriately, and I think um, only one team's going to come out of here. But I think they've proven it with some of their wins outside the area. Yeah, I'm going to go with a no way as well. I think you've seen a lot of good stuff from a lot of these area teams. So um, I think that just based on what they've been able to accomplish thus far, there have been some ups and downs, obviously. But um, I would probably say that they – I would say no way to that. I don't think it's over, you know, overrated or anything like that. I'm not going to tell you that any of these teams are the best teams in the state. Um, they obviously have not gotten to that level this year. Um, but I will say that it is a pretty, you know, stacked sectional and um, obviously that is going to lead some losses. And maybe that just says more about the fact that there are a lot of really good teams in the sectional, maybe not an elite team who can, you know, compete every single day for a state championship. All right, Joe, obviously we still got to figure out whether Nutria Girls Gymnastics officially will get a team birth, but way or no way uh, Nutria Girls Gymnastics uh, can uh, get enough points to place as a team at the state tournament. That's going to be really hard. There there are a couple teams that have really set themselves apart. Um, Vernon Hills, Downers Grove South, who's the returning champion. I think those are the top two. And there's a couple others sitting, you know, Glenbrook North is performing really well. If Are we saying place three or four? Count? Yeah. I think like they top could, five finish. I think they could squeak into fourth and get a trophy. Um, they perform their best. You know, they get one forty-two and a half or higher. That might get it done. Um, but I, I think I think one and two are maybe a little out of their reach. Everything else, I think, is in play with depending on how you how you perform. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. I would I would agree that I don't think. And I would love for, to be proven wrong, obviously, and, and you know, use a bulletin board material, whatever you need to do. But um, I don't think that this level, this team is at the level of winning a state championship. I do think that this team can get enough points to compete for a, a trophy, um, whether it's a third or fourth place finish. So um, I'll, I'll go with the way. I think that this team can place. So I think that they can do well as a team. Um, obviously, still dependent on um, how the scores play out, but. Um, I don't think that they can get to the level of, you know, winning a state championship as a team, but um, when it comes to placing and maybe taking a trophy home, I think you can get there. Uh, maybe you can squeak a couple decimal points here or there and um, get to that level. So I'll go with the way there. Um, Joe uh, Loyola picked up uh, four regional titles and a fifth uh, regional placer. Um, they're going to be competing in a tough Barrington section away or no way Loyola gets all five of its wrestlers Ooh. to the state tournament for boys. All five. Um, that would really be something special. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think they can get all five, right? I know I'll say, no, they don't get all five, but I'll say they get, um, I know this is riding the fence here. Uh, between three and five would be my guess, and probably right in the middle. I would say I think four can make it. 
they got good, you know, because they got four out of five at first place. Uh, they're going to get some good seeds, so some good matchups going in. And I believe top four from section will make it to state. Um, yeah. these new, I always get I feel like they change every year, but that's what old guys say. So um, I, I'll say no way on five, but I feel bad about it. <laughs> I'll go with no way as five, mostly not based on the kids. I think that the Barrington sectional is just stacked. You got a lot of you know, top 10 state kids competing in that sectional. Um, a lot of, you know, weight classes have, you know, five kids who are in the top 10, and one of those kids are not going to be able to get over to uh, the state tournament based on the sectional assignment. So um, I'll go. I think that, you know, though I'm on your side. I think I, three or four is very doable for this Loyola team. Um, I just don't think that they'll be able to get all five um, over to the sectional. But as always, when I answer these questions, prove me wrong, and I'll be happy. Um, let's move on over to the fifth way or no way question, Joe. We just talked about the uh, kids who had signed their letter of intent uh, for this uh, Loyola Ramblers team. Way or no way, based on you know what you already know about class of 2025, uh, way or no way, Loyola has a few, two or three uh, power four kids on their team. Yeah. Um, Do you say power four? Is that what it is now? Yeah, since the Pac-12 is that it's now power four. Okay. Um, I say way. I think some are already getting looks. I think uh, you've got Donovan Robinson and Connor Sullivan on the defensive end is getting some big looks now. Ryan Fitzgerald is getting big 10 looks. I, I He's got offers. I I'm, I think he's got a big four offer, maybe not a power four. Um, so there's three already. I think I think some will come along. This is a pretty talented group, um, and and I think some are going to come up and surprise you. But um, um, I was going to say, I wonder if their next kicker is also going to be a superstar. They seem to do that a lot. But I think this this next group um, it has some big names in it. Yeah, I'll go with Way as well. They already got a lot of kids. Donovan Robinson, like you talked about, already has offers from Virginia and Iowa State. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald is kicking around there. He's got Northern Illinois. He's got a lot of Mac offers. Uh, Kent State, Toledo, Northern Illinois, Bowling Green. Drew McPherson is kind of close to that level. He's got Ball State, Akron. Uh, um, Jack McGrath has some um, Mac offers. And Brendan Loftus also has some Mac offers. So um, you've got a lot of kids who are getting a lot of offers. So I think, you know, you're close. It's just, you know, that summer evaluation period, whether some power four coaches are right. All right, like, let's do it. Let's see how it goes. Um, but I do think that this will probably be, be one of Loyola's actually like most, I guess, you know, highly rated teams. Obviously, they've got really good teams that have won state championships. But this class really feels like a class that actually is going to have kids, you know, going to like power four programs as opposed to, you know, Brooks was a kid that went to Michigan a couple of years ago. And he was kind of the highlight for the program for a couple of years. So um, I'll go with the way. Um, they've definitely got a couple, if not three or four kids already who should probably be getting power four offers. So um, I expect next signing period, probably in December, honestly, um, that they'll be uh, signing some kids who are power four kids. All right, that's everything that we've got for way or no way. Let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview the upcoming week. Um, let's start things off with some of the sports we already talked about, Joe. Uh, Wrestling, you know, we think that Loyola should probably get 
three or four, maybe all five kids over to um, the state tournament. Obviously, girls are also going to be competing this weekend. Uh, their state tournament is in a couple weeks, and obviously we know they got um, Harley Hillers, who obviously uh, uh, a big favorite there. Just um, It feels like, you know, over the past couple of years, you've got, you know, the area kind of getting like, oh, a couple of kids are going down the state, but this feels like a year where they could potentially, you know, get a few, a good handful of kids um, going down the state for both the boys and the girls tournament. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a busy, busy crew from our, from our area um, at state. Um, Loyola leading the way, but Nutria, I think Tag Miller and um, Jillian Giller on the girls side has, have a good chance. Um, and uh, Highland Park should have representation too. So um, not just uh, Loyola, but um, it should be fun at state. And I think with what Kai can do um, and maybe even um, somebody else, I know um, Gavin's had such a nice year um, and, and uh, Demetri at Highland Park, I think we can get um, some, some medals back home. All right, Joe, what do you think ends up happening? You know, we'll talk a little bit more more about this because I don't think the state tournament is until next weekend, but with this Nutria team, um, it feels like they're pretty, you know, setting girls gymnastics to be heading down the state as a team. Yeah, it feels pretty good. I'll be really surprised uh, if tonight there's some wacky that happens in Wheaton. Um, but um, um, I, I think they go to state and I think they, yeah, we got, it's not till next weekend. So we'll talk about it next week, but I do think they'll be happy to be there. I think they'll be energized. I think they'll have a little bit of pressure off. I don't think there's pressure for them to land in the top four. And I think that might just help them do that. All right, let's move on over now. Girls basketball, boys basketball, girls basketball. Loyola got the number one seed in the main South uh, sectional. Main South obviously got the number two seed. Loyola starts off its tournament um, with a Monday matchup against Highland Park. Oh, we're doing a Monday, Thursday. Interesting. Um, in the Highland Park Regional, um, Highland Park plays Taft on Monday as well. Loyola will play either Lincoln Park or Sun on Monday, and then either then there's a potential for Loyola and uh, Highland Park to play against each other um, in the regional final next Thursday. Um, Joe, I wouldn't imagine there's really much, you know, whatever whichever Chicago team and whether Taft or Highland Park win, um, I, I would say Loyola is probably the heavily heavy favorite to uh, capture a regional title here. Yeah, not um, there. Yeah, they're up there, and it won't be. Um, I don't believe there'll be any major challenge in in those first couple games for them to to win a regional title and move on. Uh, New Trier got a number six seed in the sectional. They'll be playing in the Mather Regional. They play Monday against Maine West, and then they would play on Thursday for a championship either against Glenbrook South or Mather. Um, Joe, what you know, obviously. See, they've got the 600 win with Terry and that kind of stuff. What what do you expect out of this new Trier team? And do you see them, you know, potentially making a, you know, a, 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 maybe winning a regional title here, somehow getting into the final four of this very tough sectional? I do. I see that. I think it can happen. It, it, I wouldn't say it's probable, but um, I think they're them and GBS, uh, if they take care of their first round matchups, is going to be a very good game. They just played a week or so ago. And GBS got him on a buzzer, buzzer beater at the, um, on an inbound pants, I believe. So um, they were right there with them. They've been right there with a lot of opponents recently and just kind of unable to get over the hump. So I think on the right day, um, it's definitely possible. And maybe some of their the pressure is behind them. I know they want a regional championship. I think they're um, 
Um, their kind of standout player, Steel Klein, has been on a tear recently. Um, in, and um, she keeps that up. She has a good game. They get some kind of complimentary scoring. Um, I think they can do it. I think they can take out GBS. What do you think of that um of that section of that section on the way the seedings kind of turned out? You got um you got uh Glenbrook South obviously in the number three seed. Um you got Maine South game the two seed, Emerson game the number four seed. Is that kind of what you expected? And does that play well for Loyola, you know, and Maine South essentially finding each other in the sectional championship? Yeah, I think so. Um I think that's about right. Um it's what we kind of expected. The other ones, you know, I think if you are those teams, um, GBS, GBN, Evanston, I think you could make a case that you should be three, any three of them, um, because I think they've kind of traded wins, traded losses, lost outside the area, won outside the area. They've kind of both all put good seasons, not great seasons together. Um, Evanston kind of just took a little too many losses outside the area, but um, they're a formidable team. So I think um, – it's kind of – I'm not surprised by it, no. We're looking way ahead here. They would play the winner. Loyola wins a sectional. They would play the winner of the McHenry sectional. Uh, Libertyville, the number one seed over there, is long, along with Penaniga, um, Hundley, and Lake Zurich, the number two seed in that sectional. Um, what do you think of those potential matchups, you know, in a couple weeks? I know we're obviously going way over our skis right now, but, um, you know, just looking ahead of what potential super sectional matchups could be for this Loyola team if they were to get there yeah I think that's a pretty good draw for them that sectional or uh that other opposite sectional um Liberty Bill's a good team again we're talking about great teams and elite teams and Loyola's in that elite category and they've proven it over and over so um I just think they've got a, a leg up on most everybody in the state right now and um I, I think some of the other top teams they wouldn't have to play till the state finals. So um, I think that's a good route for them. All right, let's move on over now to boys basketball. New Trier finishes the season against Glenbrook North Friday and then Highland Park next week. Loyola gets De La Salle on Friday and then finishes the regular season against Lakeview um, in, uh, in next week's finale. Um, I know, obviously, we, we won't harp on this for too long, obviously, because the conversation will become pretty obsolete um, pretty quickly here. Um, but how do you think the seating ends up going for one, two, three, four for that sectional for the boys? I think it'll go Loyola, GBN, GBS, Nutrier, and then Evanston, then Niles North. I think that's the way we're going to go. And it's funny because I don't think anybody would be shocked. Surprised, sure, but absolutely shocked if Evanston won it. Maybe Niles North is a bit of a stretch, but they've beaten very good teams this year. Um, and, of course, any of the top four, I think, can beat on the right night. So uh, that's a pretty – it's a real fun top six. Yeah, I think that's, that section should be a lot of fun and really impressive, you know, with what Evanston's been able to do. Obviously, I don't think they have the same talented team that maybe they've had over the past couple of years, but that coaching staff really just, you know, gets them ready and – really prepares them for, uh, you know, a tough matchup with whoever they're going to be playing this year. Yeah, just a, a, a younger team. Um, they graduated a lot of seniors last year, so uh, this group had to learn to play together and figure it out, and that took a season, right? And that's where we're at right now. So um, I still think they're reaching their apex. Who knows if they get it this year 
or they got to wait till next year, but uh, they're dangerous. All right, Joe, what do you think? Do you need to see anything at this point? You know, this next week, you got De La Salle and Lakeview for Loyola, um, GBN and Highland Park for New Trier. Um, I feel like this next week is more important for Loyola, for uh, New Trier, honestly. You got two losses to Evanston and GBS. Um, you've lost three of your last four games. Um, I feel like, you know, I know it's silly, obviously, you know, when we talk about like, well, once the seating come out, comes out, it's like, what's the difference or whatever, but you got to get your head right and you got to figure out, you know, how to play the right way you guys want to play and heading in the playoffs. And I don't know if you want to pick up another loss against GBN or, you know, even a loss against Highland Park moving up here. Yeah. And this is a confident bunch. So it's not, I, I don't think they think they're inferior in these teams but it never hurts to get a big win. I think they need it. Whether they'll admit it or not, I think a win over GBN will make give them a little boost, if nothing else, on the confidence side. And, of course, they got to get some things straight on the X's and O's side. But, you know, they need a win here, losing three or four. I think they, they've got kind of a, a leg up on Highland Park on Saturday. So you take out GBN and then roll into Highland Park. You got two wins going into the postseason. Uh, you feel pretty good about yourself, especially if you can open the playoffs with a win too, right? So, yeah, uh, I think they're going to want to. Um, I, I think, as you mentioned, I think they could really use that GBN victory. All right, Joe. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we say goodbye? Obviously, you've got a lot of stuff to look forward to this upcoming week. Just what? Anything else you want to hit on before we say goodbye? I didn't talk. You know, they Nutria lost to GBS, but. If we could talk about sophomore Chris Kirkpatrick for a minute, he put up 32 points. This is their sophomore on a team full of guys who can score and who are more experienced. And he's just shown up to the, he's been up to the task on the varsity level over and over. Um, so really impressive stuff from that sophomore. Uh, can't wait to see what he's going to do. And, and they're going to need him um, in the postseason. And uh, I think if he has the ability to do that, which I think other teams know, He's gonna he's gonna create some more open shots for his teammates, and maybe that that happens and helps free up some things in the postseason. But just one special thing we saw this week. All right, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Just a quick reminder: you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. We always appreciate everyone's support. Uh, make sure you spread the word as well. As we are heading into the playoffs, we'll have all your analysis um, from playoffs, tournaments, all that kind of stuff. We are heading into. Uh, um the you know the deep postseason part of the winter season now so we'll have everything covered for you guys so make sure you subscribe and spread the word about the podcast make sure you're checking out all my work and our work at friday night drive um we obviously had signing day content for you guys and also had um a pretty big cclecc recruiting notebook including some loyola players um and obviously a lot of division rivals as well so make sure you check out all our work there as well and as always make sure you subscribe and donate to the record north shore joe's got you covered for not only sports but everything else going on in the north shore area so make sure you continue to support our work um with either a subscription or a donation so Make sure you enjoy the spring lake weather we've got going on this weekend. Um, enjoy while it lasts and make sure you enjoy all the sports. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.